This is the podcast version of the article 90 pickup banter and rapport lines in Spanish for puaspots.com. So, as you can guess from the domain name, this is a little bit of a detour from the regular life hacking biohacking personal development content that goes on this channel and it's quite a bit more niched. In fact, if you are not a single male who speaks or is trying to learn Spanish, proceed listening to this at the risk of wasting your time and being a little bit shocked by just how weird some people on the internet are. I'd like to begin, though, by answering what I think is a pretty good question, pretty short question, but I've got a response for it that I think is going to be helpful to a lot of people, especially those that fit the aforementioned target demographic. So I put out a announcement to my email list about the new anxiety, the new protocol, biohacking protocol I'm releasing for hacking social anxiety. Trying to just get some feedback about like what people are dealing with in regards to this. And a Mr. D responded to me and he said, my social anxiety is usually low except for around my crush. Mr. D is a younger guy, and this is certainly something that I've struggled with over the years. You, you feel like you're pretty social, and you can come up with witty stuff, and you can, you can banter with people, but when you get around someone that you're really attracted to, then your million-dollar mouthpiece just kind of shuts down. And this is one of these kind of uh, things that bothers me about the mainstream personal development advice. If you, if you go to mainstream personal development advice about this kind of situation, they're going to tell you things like, you know, just, just be yourself around the person that you have a crush on. Or, you know, why don't you ask them what they're interested in and then talk about what they're interested in. And in my experience, this just isn't all that effective. So the piece of advice, I will preface by saying that not all personal development advice is applicable to all people. Certain personal development advice is totally appropriate and will really yield results for one person with a certain personality type in a certain place in their life, and that piece of personal development advice will be completely useless, counterproductive to someone else in a different type of position. And my advice that I give here and throughout the article that will proceed in this podcast is very nuanced to this individual and to specifically to someone who's younger and who's kind of, to a young, a very young man who's developing their social skills. So when, I'm the kind of person that 
I'm very intellectual and I'm like passionate about like history, technology, health, entrepreneurship, software, etc. But if I try to talk to young girls about these kind of topics, they will lose interest in me so fast. And I've discovered that there's several simple yet entertaining subjects that make for good conversation with attractive girls, and young attractive girls. And here they are. Pets and animals, sexuality and kinks, her family and your family, travel experiences, cultural differences and foreign languages, fashion, what she's wearing, what you're wearing, movies and books that she likes, food and desserts, dancing and partying, booze and drugs, breaking the law, getting arrested, times you almost died, etc. And these are the topics that will actually move like awkward first dates, awkward first interactions. You know, you meet someone that you're really attracted to and the first couple times you talk to them, it's, it's probably going to be awkward one way or another. But these are the topics that are actually going to move the first date towards sex, towards a, the kind of relationship that you actually want with this person. And then once you actually seduce them and spike their oxytocin, then you can drone on about nerdy stuff over dinner all you want. So my suggestion to Mr. D is to construct something of a conversational stack, a conversational template that you use with all girls that are young and attractive that consists of these topics that I just ran down. And with some consistency, use this stack. And once you've used this particular stack, you know, five, six, seven, eight, ten times with different girls, you'll be able to actually kind of go through the stat, the conversational stack, go through this conversational template in a, uh, in a consciously competent, or what, how do they describe it? Unconsciously competent way, where you're not needing to think really, really hard, and you're not needing to improvise really clever shit on the spot. And what you'll find is that you'll get around girls that you find really attractive and that improvisational part of your mind it, that regularly shuts down, what you'll do is you'll just go into this stack and you'll keep her engaged because again, these are the topics that engage the vast majority of young, attractive girls and over time, as you use this stack, you'll, you'll be able to improvise on it a little bit more. And I'll add a big asterisk to this. There's definitely times where you'll, you'll meet girls that this conversational stack may not be really appropriate to. You may meet like a really smart girl who is into engineering and philosophy and entrepreneurship and health and things like that, in which case, you can talk to her about that thing. Just such a conversational stack has served me well in numerable occasions. For example, 
A couple of nights ago, I went out salsa dancing here in Bulgaria, and I ended up dancing with and talking with this girl who, from my perspective, for my taste, she was a 9 or a 10. Just a real knockout. And we had really sexy chemistry on the dance floor together. It was to be honest, the most excited I've been in recent memory, yet the entire time we talked, which I'm going to say was about 20 or 30 minutes, I managed to not run out of things to say. I didn't lock up at any point. There wasn't any really awkward silences while we were interacting. And this is because, again, I have a good stack for dealing with these kind of girls. This Bulgarian girl, she was kind of one of these girls that's a little bit cocky, as you would expect a, a really beautiful woman to be. She was talking about how she had traveled to different countries and was quite confident and I've over the years I've dealt with a lot of girls that are well-traveled and a little bit cocky and I have a good stack that I can follow in response that I know works pretty well to hook their attention to build a little bit of attraction build rapport over time and I just went with that I didn't try to invent too much crazy stuff on the spot and got her number and have been following up and things look like they're actually going pretty good with it. So when in doubt, go with your conversational stack and check out the blog post that is, actually, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to create a blog on PUA Spots that addresses the topic of the conversational stack in a little bit more depth and I will list out those 10 or so topics, those 10 or so themes of areas that you want to focus on in your conversations. Without any further ado, I'll get into the meat and potatoes of the content of this podcast, which is the article 90 Pickup, Banter and Rapport Lines in Spanish for day, night, and text game. I have the pleasure of living in one of the sexiest cities in the world, Medellin, Colombia, for over two years. During this time, I cross-trained learning game and mastering a second language, Spanish. The Google Docs spreadsheet that you can find through this article contains over 90 now, it's been, it's been growing, I've been adding to it, contains over 90 pickup lines, jokes, anecdotes, rapport building questions, and charming expressions in Espanol, along with their corresponding English translations. Now, you've probably done some Googling of pickup lines in Spanish, and you've came across a lot of stupid shit, like, Te callaste de los cielos porque pareces un ángel, or something like, Soy ladrón, 
estoy aquí para robar a tu corazón. That kind of stuff. That is not the kind of silly, kind of fakey, ineffectual information, content, lines that you're going to find in my spreadsheet. A quick story to begin. On a crisp Tuesday night, I was sitting on a funky sofa in an almost completely empty glass-walled rooftop nightclub surrounded by skyscrapers. I didn't care that the nightclub was empty because a knockout gorgeous Colombian girl in a dress that should have been illegal was snuggled up next to me. After about 45 minutes of conversation, her Cosmo was gone and we descended from the ostentatious disco. That night she did things in bed, which I will never forget. And she spoke no English. As a perpetual novelty seeker and Spanish student, this was a major milestone. I had managed to sleep with this beautiful, classy, and mostly sober exotic woman who didn't speak my first language. Whether you are salsa dancing in New York, in a chic lounge in Miami, waiting for a bus sitting next to a pretty girl in Buenos Aires, or in a booming discotheque in Ibiza, these lines delivered with confidence and sincerity will be what transforms the usually awkward first few moments of the pickup into a sexy chemistry-filled interaction. A few important notes and guidelines to keep in mind here. Obviously, this is a little bit counterintuitive to natural game, as they call it. Pickup best practice is to not use lines or canned game, but instead, as I'm sure you've heard before, to be present and calibrate specifically to every interaction. However, like phrase books, pickup lines are golden as a tool for learning a new language. Using pre-learnt phrases or pickup lines, as the case is here, in a foreign language makes sense out of and provides emotional context to a confusing mess of exotic words, conjugations, and grammar rules. Next point to keep in mind, you are always more charming in your second language to native speakers of that language. By the very merit of your effort, your jokes will be funnier and your charming expressions more seductive when you're trying to express yourself in your second language. And there's actually a little bit of a, I'm going to call it a curve of your charmingness in a second language, which is contrary to the curve of your competence in your second language. Let me explain what that means. So I noticed that when I first started learning Spanish, I could say the stupidest things like, soy el comandante de los cocos. I'm the commander of the coconuts. And people would find it 
really charming and funny and at that time that phrase alone represented maybe five or ten percent of my total Spanish competency but over time as I became a whole lot more fluent in the language seemingly people's expectations and this is true also in in the pickup situation people's expectations of me seem to ro rise with my competence and my the the complexity of the grammar and the expressions that I was using that seemed to hook people's interest seemed to be tantamount to what my capability was. Similarly, here in Eastern Europe where I've been trying to learn Russian, I will say the stupidest, silliest little things in Russian like Ya bos kokosov which means I'm the boss of the coconuts. And people will find it really funny. And I expect the same thing as I become more competent in my third language. So I encourage you to really relish this period. If you're early in your period of learning Spanish, I, I, I encourage you to really relish being able to be really charming with, a, with such a low level of actual command of a language. Okay, next point. I apologize for my Spanish grammar. Feel free to correct my grammar in the comments below. Obviously, grammar is a huge component of learning any language, but having mastery of grammar is not going to hold you back from meeting women. So definitely don't let that be an excuse from, you know, letting you be real aggressive and putting yourself out there. Next point. The lines towards the top of the spreadsheet are the ones that perform the most consistently for me. What's most important with this kind of list is not that you use what works best for me or for others, although it can give you kind of a, a, a good place to start, but that you use what you find most amusing. Next point. These, like any other pickup line are going to almost always be best preceded by hola, me amo. Next point, I've attached various follow-up lines and responses when they were effective or amusing, so you may want to check that out. Next point, today's young Latina is a digital addict, so be prepared for a lot of text, Facebook, and WhatsApp game. Feel free to copy and paste directly from this spreadsheet. To add another dimension of playfulness to my digital interactions, I send photos of things that are cute, delicious, and sometimes sexy. Uh, feel free to steal my best images from a Google Drive folder that I also have linked on this blog post. Next point, this is not a reinventing of the wheel. A lot of this material and the philosophy behind it comes from Real Social Dynamics and the Art of Charm, and this spreadsheet is kind of just a re-articulation of what the very top experts in the world have spent a huge amount of time developing in Espanol, and I haven't completely ripped these guys off. What I've done is I have, in a lot of cases, taken content in English 
and then translated it roughly into Spanish and then ran it past friends of mine, uh, guys that are Colombian guys that are friends of mine, gotten their feedback on it and then gone out and used it in field and then what worked and survived made it into the spreadsheet. Next point, please only use these lines if you actually have a girl's attention. If you're a guy that uses the shotgun approach online to meeting girls, please don't use these. These lines will use their charm if the creepers on ColumbianCupid.com or any one of the other Latin dating websites, if guys start just spam blasting them out to thousands of girls a day, the girls are a little smarter than I think we give them credit for a lot of times and they will lose their effectiveness. Natural game interactions. You'll have to check out a flow chart that I created and embedded in this blog post where I kind of visually break down what a natural game interaction looks like in the, the geeky fashion that you have grown to expect from me. I can't describe it that well via podcast, so you'll just have to check it out. Okay, here's my best canned opener in Spanish. When I couldn't come up with something clever that was amusing to me in the moment or situational, this was my trusty standby canned Opener. Disculpe, tengo una pequeña pregunta para ti. ¿Cuál es el nombre en español del animal más famoso de Australia? Excuse me, I've got a question for you. What is the name in Spanish of the most famous animal in Australia? And the answer is, of course, el conguro. <laughs> and I would follow up with, Estoy con unos amigos de Australia. Entonces, ellos son los conguros esta noche. Los borrachos conguros. I'm with some friends from Australia. So, they're the kangaroos tonight. The drunken kangaroos. And it sounds so stupid, but of, of all the canned openers, of the probably thousands of sets that I did, that one, that one seemed to work the best as far as canned openers go. You can certainly do a whole lot better by going with what's amusing, going with what's situationally relevant, going with a keen observation. Best challenging tactic. What works best to give the interaction an edge or emotional hook point at a pivotal moment is to ask her to remember your name while you are getting her number. So you'll say, ¿Cuál es mi nombre? Or, ¿Recuerdas mi nombre? <clears throat> Most girls won't, especially if you are in a high-energy venue. They will get embarrassed and usually chase a little more. You can follow up with, ¿Olvidaste mi nombre? with a little bit of a disappointed look, proceed with. 
necesitas usar mi nombre, entonces no vas a olvidarlo una otra vez. Dímelo con un sincero justo. Jonathan, tengo mucha suerte a conocer un caballero como usted. And this is going to result in a much more solid number. Obviously, for this tactic to work, it's super important that you remember her name. In an episode of my favorite TV show on Pickup, we see how remembering names can actually make or break that initial pickup sometimes. I have an episode linked of a, of a really funny TV show. I recommend you check it out when you've got about, I don't know, 30 minutes on your hands. To ensure you remember her name, I suggest the AV Association method which is an uncommonly used yet highly effective and fun memory system to remember limitless names instantaneously. And I have a free video course on it that you can grab from this blog article. Couple other points on this subject. If you realize two minutes into the interaction that you don't remember her name, just ask it again. It's way more awkward to admit you don't know her name 10 to 15 minutes into the interaction after you've started rapport building than it is in the very beginning. Another point, don't drink. This is a common theme in pickup and personal development alike, and it really does make remembering names easier. Let's talk about opening mixed, large, or high energy sets. The easy to open and hook two set or three set is fairly rare in Latin nightlife. And if you ever see a single girl out socializing sola, there's a very good chance she's a hooker. That's not what we're looking for here, is it? This means you're going to have to open larger mixed groups of four to eight guys and girls frequently if you actually want to do pickup in a Latin country in this environment. This may sound intimidating, but if you're going to party with Latinos, you need to get used to opening these bigger groups. As Alexander Treasure likes to say, game the girl game the group, game the group, game the girl. A couple of things to keep in mind. Whenever you see a big group out partying, there's about a 50% chance it's someone's birthday. So show some social intelligence and ask whose birthday it is. You say, ¿Quién es cumpleaños? Cheers them, buy them a shot or don't, and make friends. I only open groups where the girls outnumber the guys. The ratio of guys to girls in a group, in my experience, is actually the deciding factor in whether the entire group is receptive to my approach. Acknowledge the guys immediately with a quick smile wave or hola. In more cosmopolitan cities, Hot girls go out with their gay guy friends quite a lot, actually. All the more reason to be super attentive to the body language of the couples around you and approach everything. At least in Colombia, guys are generally pretty friendly. A lot of times I would find 
they would actually social proof me with their group and they will do the same for you if you're if you're bold and friendly and more a, a lot of times too if you if you find a guy that looks pretty well dressed that seems to comport himself with a little bit of gravitas that has a little bit of that that latin swagger he'll speak some english and he'll actually be pretty excited about the opportunity to show off to his social group that he speaks some English. So there, there really are some cases where it pays off to be a foreigner. So do, do keep an eye out for those, those guys that look like they got a little bit of swagger, that look like they're educated, got a little bit of style. Those guys can, can, can be a whole lot more useful to you than, than a hot girl in some situations. You'll find the camera phone opener. A really clever, low-pressure way to open a mix set is to just ask someone in the set to take a picture of you and your wingman with your camera phone, with your smartphone. You ask, Disculpe, usted puede ayudarnos con un foto? And then you just hand them your phone. Then after they take the photo, thank them and start a conversation. This works great for opening a whole group, actually. I try to open the leader of the group, usually who is a guy that is obviously with his girlfriend or a guy who maybe bought the bottles for the group, or a lot of times just try to open the high-energy girl as she will be kind of setting the mood for her group. Don't call yourself an American. That's right. For a while, my first text to a girl would be something like, Hola, ratoncita. Soy el americano muy guapo de ayer noche. Which is actually a pretty effective first text. But I learned it's just slightly offensive for a person from the United States to exclusively assume the title of American or Americano in Spanish. People from Central and South America are also Americans, and by calling yourself an Americano, you are kind of excluding them. This is actually kind of a pet peeve of Latin Americans. If you're from the United States, it's better to introduce yourself uh, with whatever state you are from, or just call yourself a Norte Americano or Estado Unidense. How to ask a girl if she's a prostitute. This actually comes up more often than you would think, especially in Colombia, where the world's oldest profession is legal. I've heard plenty of sad stories of tourists who picked up a girl from a club or bar, went home with her, and then she required payment before sex, or maybe they even paid to check into a private room or a hotel or whatever, and then she demanded money. Obviously, you're going to offend a normal girl if you ask her straight up if she's a hooker. So I suggest making a joke about it. I will always make conversation, ask a girl what her job is or you know what she's studying, and if she's wishy-washy on her response, or if I just feel like being a smartass, 
I'll say something like, estoy curioso sobre tu trabajo porque soy un prostituto muy caro y no estoy seguro que si puedes pagar mis altas tarifas. I'm curious about your job because I'm actually myself a very expensive prostitute and I'm not sure if you can afford me. This is classic cocky funny and you are flipping the tables by saying that you are the hooker. Since this is hilarious, your audience will crack up. I, I've actually never had a time where this, they didn't find this funny, where this offended anybody. If she is a hooker, she will actually just totally admit it to you at that point. Most prostitutes are not very good at their jobs. They will go to clubs, leech on to gringos, act friendly, dance and party with you for sometimes hours before announcing the transactional nature of the interaction. In a lot of these countries for, here's a little bit of a pickup artist dilemma. In a lot of these countries for the price of a beer or a shot of liquor, which is sometimes like less than $2, you can secure female companionship in a bar for between 30 to 90 minutes. That's right, because hookers never do their jobs sober, especially in Latin America they go to bars and they look for guys that will buy them drinks and a lot of times they will hang out and party with you for for like i said in between 30 to 60 minutes if you buy them a drink or two and that's kind of a time period which you can use to practice your spanish if if you need to practice your spanish like hey what's you could do a whole lot worse than practicing it with a a beautiful girl who's who's half trying to seduce you, half trying to, <laughs> half trying to separate you from your, uh, from your pesos or your dollars or whatever currency you're dealing with. And this is 30 to 60 minutes that you can get in state, as people, so to speak, to interact with the women that you actually want to meet, uh, they can kind of social proof you. You know, hookers, sometimes they dress really conspicuously like hookers, but sometimes they just look like normal girls and the other girls in the bar will really not know the difference. Personally, I've never had sex with a prostitute, but when I'm out having fun and partying, I really don't mind interacting with them. So is this unethical? Well, that's really your call. To get instant access to the spreadsheet that I've been talking about with the 90 plus pickup lines, rapport lines, anecdotes, text game, Facebook, WhatsApp game lines in Spanish, you do have to go to this article on puaspots.com and you enter your name and email address and that does give you instant access to those 90 plus lines. The reason I did this with an email opt-in is because, like I said, you just can't underestimate 
how many really lame guys there are on all of these really huge, really popular dating websites in Latin America that are just being egregiously spammy with their approach to seduction. And if I put my spreadsheet out there in the public domain, it's probably going to be just a matter of time before these the content starts to lose its effectiveness. So I'm not trying to do any scammy internet marketing stuff, but I do just want to make sure that the people that are downloading that spreadsheet and using the content in it are are opted in to the the guidelines and the the general suggestions that I made in the beginning of this article. I'm going to add to this podcast a short telephone call that I actually inadvertently recorded where I am asking a girl out on a little date to meet me and I'm attaching this so that you can listen to a couple of things. What you'll hear is that my Spanish was actually pretty lackluster, at least at that time. This phone call is from a little bit earlier in my, in my Spanish-speaking career, and you can hear my words don't really flow a whole lot. I'm a little bit uncertain, but the girl still agrees to meet me, and we actually had a pretty good time together. And I do this to encourage you because sometimes guys who are studying pickup, who are studying a second language, who are living as foreigners in foreign lands, pursuing exotic women, sometimes we feel like we're just being really formulaic. And I think that this is kind of a product of the amount of time that we spend on the internet watching videos about, listening to, and reading about other guys that are doing the same thing as us. But I'd really like to remind you that for the girls you are interacting with and trying to seduce, you are most likely a top 10% guy or a top 5% guy. The, the level of, of consciousness and empathy and intelligence that the average guy, these girls are dealing with, really is difficult to overestimate. And by doing some of the things that are suggested here and in the numerous other places where you're being educated about social dynamics and seduction, you really are setting yourself apart. So I hope that you'll remember that the next time a curvy mujer catches your eye and it'll give you that little bit of extra motivation to approach. Hello. Hello, Talia. Sí, Hola, ¿cómo <laughs> ¿Qué pasó? Uh, la gente todavía está loco en, en Jerez. 
vi, vi muchos borrachos en Jerez todavía. Sí, ¿y tú ya estás en el Jerez? Yo, tra yo trabajo en el edificio arriba del Urbano. ¿Lo, lo, lo conoces Urbano bien? Sí, yo conozco Urbano. Oh, ok, ok, súper. Está cerca, está cerca del parque, ¿cierto? Sí, un cuadra, un cuadra al sur del parque, arriba del restaurante Thai y al lado, al lado del, del restaurante Hooters. Ah, sí, entonces dice, al lado del restaurante Hooters. ¿Quién es hambre? Dime. ¿Quién es hambre? Ah, no, no mucha. Ok, ok, un poco. <risa> un poco. Bueno, pero entonces, eh, ya van a hacer ahí. Uh -huh. uh, planeo, planeo que estar en Urbano en, uh, en 20 minutos, más o menos. No, en 20 minutos no llego, por ahí en 25 minutos, media hora. Ok, ok, sí, me, 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 me parece bien. Um, en, en, entonces, uh, to, te recomiendo uh, tomar un, un, un taxi y, uh, y dile, dile al taxiste um, el, uh, el Hooters. La, el Hooters es, es un restaurante muy conocido, entonces. Ah, listo, entonces al lado de Hooters. Espérame, uh -huh. eh, bueno, entonces yo le, yo le informo al taxi y entonces nos vemos ahí en Urbano. Ok, ok, y uh, ¿estás, estás vestida, vestida en qué? Pa para reconocerte. Eh, una camisa amarilla, pero en el traple. Ok, ok. Eh, en... y... Sí, una camisa amarilla en el traple. Ok. Al igual tú me, o sea, tú me marcas. Ok, uh, entonces voy, voy a llamarte en, uh, voy a llamarte en, uh, en, 20, 25 en, en, media hora. en, en 25 más o menos. Listo. Super. Listo, Jonathan, entonces ahorita nos vemos. Ok.